And welcome everybody to The Lonely Tardist, your journey through Time Lords and space where three wonderful companions eagerly await the doctor to show up again. Um, the doctor has returned. And I will. I would just like to say that it's so nice that we have returned. It feels like it's been years since so we got together to record an episode. I think it was maybe last year uh, during the lockdown stuff. But um, it is so great to be chatting with two of my most favoritest people uh, in the entire uh, multiverse. Uh, I'm Dolly, as you can see, joining above me. I'm still learning this. Sean Norton. You're still learning how to point up. Hello. Good point. There you go. Dolly, you're you're doing great. That was a good point. I'm trying. Thank you, Sean. And yeah, it's so difficult <laughs> to join. <laughs> Marcus is the streaming expert amongst the High three. Five. Of us. There you go. Oh. <laughs> Aha! Look at that. Look at that. There you go. All right. Just, yeah, there you go. Marcus, the one, the only beer. Hello. Good to see you, beautiful, beautiful lads. Um, how are you guys doing? We're back. We're back because uh, they went and released <laughs> an Sean's episode of mouth, Doctor Who. Sean's mouth is full of... <laughs> He's munching something. He's just... <laughs> I had a We're totally back. We're totally back. Chocolate, chocolate post-intermint because Marcus was like, hey, listen, I want to do this way sooner, so let's go. So yeah. I like, oh, hey, I was just, I know, I mean, you know, I, I know it's late where you guys are and on the East Coast and uh, I know Dali's a little more central, but um, I know it's not, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm on West Coast time, so I just wanted to be nice for you so you could go back to your, Always you know, nice. your, your lovely, loving families. My wife Wonderful. is working away in her office. So. That's what I love about so you, you've always been so selfless. I'm okay. such a giver. I give and give and I give and I ask nothing to do. Except a good <laughs> season of Doctor Who. A good season of Doctor Who, which is what we're good definitely... season of Doctor Who would be nice. Definitely looking forward to. Well, a lot has happened over the last uh, the last year in Who Land, which we will get to in a second here. Um, did want to kind of bring up, uh, for those that may not know, uh, you know, Marcus Marcus mentioned, you know, a little while back of all the the wildness that's, that's going on with him. So, but uh, we just wanted to... For everybody that doesn't know, for the the... Swarms of fan, the swarm, the flux of fans that we have uh, listening that may not know Marcus. Why don't you let us know what? Uh, let them know what's going on. Well, you know, in the ongoing uh, Chibnall-inspired serial that is my uh, health. Um, I mean, obviously, I had the heart attack. Then last year, the double bypass, and you know, I thought, you know what? I've I've had four years now. I think I'm probably going to be good. And then 2021 came along and said, "Hold my pint." Um, and back in August, I was diagnosed with stage four metastatic prostate cancer, um, which is not fun. Um, it's unfortunately, it's incurable. It is terminal. Um, my initial prognosis scared the bejesus out of me when they said uh, three to six months. And then because they saw the tests and then um, they got me on some treatment, super sharpish and the great news is that I've responded to, you know, my body's responded to the treatment. So um, my numbers are down, the PSA numbers, which are the prostate uh, cancer. Uh, so it's like prostate-specific antigens, I think they're called. Um, and normally in a man my age uh, with, you know, it should be about two. And mine was 500. 
So I was like, oh. Um, and then they took um, biopsies of my prostate, 12 of them, and all 12 came back uh, riddled <laughs> with cancers. First time I've absolutely aced any test in my life. Um, and then, um, yeah, uh, I've, I've got a great doctor, great oncologist um, who's put me on a couple of uh, different regimens and my diet's been changed up a little. I'm working out a, a lot more. And that PSA has come down. It halved and then it went from it went from 505, I think it was, to about 230, then down to 38. And wow. now it's down to uh, 1.8. Wow. Which is, yeah, amazing. Fantastic. Um, Fantastic. Unfortunately, too late for me because it's in my bones. Okay. It's in my uh, my ribs, my sternum, my lower spine, and my pelvis, which is why I'm about to start um, bone strengthening um, medication. And I basically, I'm going to be here for as long as I can. The goal is I'm going to fight until the next amazing treatment comes along because the last treatment, or the treatment I'm on right now, didn't even exist two years ago. Wow. So it only came on the market at the end of 2019. So, yeah, um, I mean, I have some goals still still to come. And uh, one of them is to enjoy a season of Doctor Who. So uh, I, might, I might have to live for another 20 years for that one. <laughs> uh, so what I will say is if yeah. you are over the age of 40, don't wait until you're 50 to get your prostate checked if you are a man. Uh, it's a hormonal-based uh, cancer. Um, it's the male equivalent, if you will, of breast cancer. Um, it doesn't get perhaps as much of the press as, as breast cancer does, which is also another horrific, uh, you know, version of this uh, of this disease. Um, so get your prostate checked, get your PSA checked. Now, if you have a family member, an immediate family member with, who's had cancer, or there's a history of it in your 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 family, start getting your PSA and your prostate chest checked at 30, not 40, because mm -hmm. if I'd have caught this two years ago, and I've had it for, uh, you know, it's been in my system for about seven years, they reckon. If I'd have caught it as, as close as two years ago, we'd have cured it. But it is what it is. Um, so I'm just going to be around pissing people off um, until, uh, you know, until I'm ready to uh, regenerate. And I will do it in style. So there you go. Well, we are, we're, you know, we're, we're happy you're, you're, you know, obviously happy that you're with us. We're, we're pulling for you. We're going to give you all the strength and support that you need. And then, um, we know, you know, you know, you've got, uh, you've got plenty more to plenty more fuel in the tank and plenty more to, to, to keep us entertained with. And I, I'm on testosterone suppress and I might not be as angry as I used to be. <laughs> You are I just might be uh, nice now. I might nice say nice gamer. things about Chibnall. Nice no, I'm like, not really I'm, like, I'm not I'm not crazy, so who are you at that point though? Your whole identity. Exactly. I have no identity at all. Uh well we do have um thank you again, uh, Marcus, for letting us know again for the that, that's for, for a few of the folks that that didn't know. Um, you know, we, we love Marcus and and, and I want to say thank you for all the messages. I mean, so many people have uh, reached out and um, you know, we're supporting messages and offers of things. And, um, you know, I'm very, very lucky to have a great support system. So, um, you know, when things get get messy at some point, they will. Then I will be taking people up on offers. And, uh, yeah, then I'll, then I'll have some fun. Because like, oh, I'm dying. You have to do this for me now. <laughs> um, 
Well, let's let's move on to <laughs> yeah. Let's go with cheerful shit. Come on, I'm not saying cheerful shit. <laughs> Here is something that many do consider cheerful. Uh, Chris Chibnall is officially leaving, and Russell T Davies is coming back to Doctor Who, the once and future king. The once king is the future king of Doctor Who. That news was announced about a few weeks ago, <clears throat> just before they debuted the uh, you know the the coming info of this season what are your guys' thoughts well i'm gonna go first because i you know i yeah. may die before the end of the episode <laughs> oh, <laughs> if I, if I i've got this long. gallows humor thing going on now anybody pisses me off i'm gonna i'm gonna throw up the cancer card oh. um no um obviously fantastic that rtj is back um rtd rather not rtj rtd is back um now, this is tied in, and this is an announcement that was made uh, yesterday or the day before. Uh, it's tied into a, quite an interesting announcement with regards to how, how Doctor Who Season 14 is going to be produced. Because Bad Wolf Studios, which is um, the studio that was formed by, um, let's see, um, I'm trying to remember their names. Oh, crap. Brain is not working. Hang on. Uh, basically, yeah, it's Bad Wolf, obviously named after Bad Wolf from season one. Uh, Julie Gardner and I think Julie Tranter, the two execs who were who basically uh, left the BBC after producing the first couple of, you know, the, 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 the Russell T. Davis run of Doctor Who, went off to f- uh, form their own production company um, and have done a bunch of other stuff for the BBC in particular. Now, they are going to take over with regards to... Um, I said J- Julie Gardner and uh, Jane Tranter. There you go. Thank you, Dally. Who just? Uh, oh, Sean. Sean, sorry. Sean. Just, uh, <laughs> wow, I'm just going to email now. Cuckoo for Cocoa Buffs. Um, You've got a lot of energy pent up. The cool so. thing is <laughs> that these buggers get who they know it. They're the ones who gave us Sarah Jane Adventures. They're the ones who gave us Torchwood, and they're the ones who are now going to be taking charge of the creative destiny of Doctor Who. Um, a lot of people are saying, well, the BBC's kind of rolled over on this because they've given up 40% of the revenue, the commercial revenue on Doctor Who per 10 episodes. But honestly, I think it's a great thing because the BBC, given its current situation where budgets are tightened, it's still got a conservative government that is trying to wind it down and make it take ads and all this other stuff. This is the way to safeguard Doctor Who's future. We will see more shows. They will go the Disney Plus route, I think, with a lot of things where we will yeah. see more spin-offs. There's a rumor that this production company is actually about to be taken over by Sony, which oh, wow. opens up a whole new gamut of things with regards to um, to what we could expect from Doctor Who. I mean, really, you know, it could be uh, quite interesting. My only issue is that Sony doesn't have a decent streaming service. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's great. I mean, uh, Russell T. Davis has his problems. We know that he likes to go off and uh, faff around, give us storylines that never finish, or just finish with a you know a button or a wave of a sonic screwdriver. I remember. Um, <laughs> but at least his shows were entertaining. Um, he ha- it also helped that he had two excellent doctors, mm-hmm. and he also had a stable of great writers who came in and did amazing stuff. Um, uh, so yeah, I think it's all positive. I think it's absolutely positive. Sure. 
and I'm so I'm so looking forward to seeing. And I actually thought it wasn't going to happen for a while, but the rumor is that this is there's not even any specials anymore. This is this run of flux is it, and we're getting a new generation of Christmas. Hmm. I mean, there is like they are moving ahead, like chibnels out the door, and I think that that's tied into something else that's that's happened uh, when the first, the new episode premiered. But we can talk about that in a second. I think she's getting three next year. Is it three? So there is three next year. Yeah. So I think it's. I mean, that that was my that was my understanding too. But um, unless they, you know, she's already filmed her regeneration scene. Yeah. Yeah. So unless they really plowed through and did these six episodes and three specials, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Sean, what do you feel about uh, about this change? Um, well, I think we're all pretty established on record that we are not uh, <laughs> particularly big fans of the Chibi era. We went in kind of ex- um, kind of excited. We're like, oh, Chib no we so, is well. We I wasn't excited, but we were. We were. Well, we were, we were first open. female we're, doctor. Okay. We were. Chib no gave me cancer. We, yeah, there you go. His um, writing was so bad, my prostate decided to kill me. But you, that uh, you know, we, I can get you a mug. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but no, it, uh, you know, I, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. Let's just have a little back and forth. No, no. I mean, I thought we went in, we went in like a little bit, I don't want to say excited, but we were optimistic. It felt mm-hmm. like it when he took over. Yeah. We had such, such a bad taste in our mouth from what Moffat ended up doing. It, apart from those last, maybe, you know, the last uh, mainline Capaldi episodes, not the specials. I think there were, there were a couple of good ones there, but uh, mm-hmm. Chibi's gone. No, I mean, I look I, as un, underwhelming as his first season was. You know, it was that timeless child stuff that I just can't. I yeah. can't get over it. I can't get over it. And this think of it is on this flux season too. You know, <laughs> and and the, it's it's already being hinted. We'll get into it in the episode, but it's already been yeah. hinted at by the villain and stuff like that. And it's just like. You combine that with the underwhelming writing, you combine that with what I feel like is squandering the first female doctor and this whole moment in time around this and not giving Jody a lot of stuff to work with. Goodbye. Goodbye. Like, mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. it, you're a fan, but I think you've made terrible decisions with the narratives, with the franchise, with the lore. Um, so, you know, finish your flux, do your specials, and get the hell out. Flux <laughs> off. Get the hell out. Like, flux, flux off. off. Yeah. Um, as for Russell T. Day, I don't know. I, you know, I. I have some really favorite episodes from his era, really favorite, but there are some real clunkers too. I mean, really, really yeah. clunky stuff. And to Marcus's point, his, his highest highs are also some weird lows too. And he has some really interesting weaknesses, um, but he's had a long time away from the franchise and he's True. had a long time to do other things, to grow as a writer, to grow as a showrunner. Um, this production company having the kind of control they have, I think, we can't really tell just how much that could have an impact on the creative process without really the BBC and everything like that having as much say as they have up to this point. Um, and I actually really liked the quote I read by him this weekend where he was like, I think I was just, I, I, he was the king of the universe. Like he had the interconnected thing going with who Torchwood, Sarah Jane mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. A bun- whatever else he was doing. He said, he's, he said, oh, I was 10 years too early. Wasn't I? And he was yeah. like, he, he was. built out the franchise in a way that at the time we didn't see that anywhere else. I don't. I think that predated the CW superhero stuff. I think. I think it definitely predated the MCU. So it's it like, did. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think if he really does have the wherewithal and the creative freedom and the budget to really like start doing this, like Marcus was saying, and start not only the core show, but then the spinoffs and the Torchwood style stuff and whatever else, mm-hmm. it's really, really promising. Really Bring promising. Torchwood back. I mean, get yeah. Yeah. I'm down for some yeah. more Torchwood. I mean, John Barrowman, um, I mean, yes, there's been this th- this thing where he was faffing around on set uh, fifth, uh, 10, 15 years ago. And now people are getting upset because obviously there's there's also been, you know, uh, Noel mm-hmm. Clark has been outed as a serial abuser, unfortunately, yeah. Mickey Smith. Um, but I'm not talking about bringing Mickey Smith back. I mean, that guy's done. But my understanding with regards to what John Barrowman did, it's very sort of like British showbiz kind of mm. lovey type thing. And once he was told to behave, he did behave. Uh, he didn't. And he strikes me as a sort of char- you know, person or character who is like, you know, he'll hug everybody. He'll give everybody a kiss on the cheek and whatever. And sure. But if people aren't open to that, he will back the fuck off and be respectful. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Are we swearing? No, we can do it. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I I think I think it comes down to who they cast. I mean, the beauty is we had uh, Eccleston and we had Tennant, um, and Billy Piper. Eyes were rolled, uh, especially by somebody like me who knew only knew Billy Piper as this um, teenage pop singer like Ashley Simpson um, back in you know back from the mid nineties. And you know, to be fair. She made Rose her own, and mm-hmm. it really she did said. work in the chemistry, especially with Tennant. And then after that, I mean, uh, the cast of characters that he added to the show, uh, you know, Donna Noble, her family, I mean, everything really worked. And then the characters that you had in Torchwood, I mean, and Sarah Jane. I mean, I don't like shows with kids in them, but I like the Sarah Jane Adventures because none of those kids are precocious and nine twats. Mm-hmm. It's great. I mean, it's unheard of. I mean, I think it's against the law in America to have a show <laughs> that where you know all the kids are actually decent and likable. Um, so yeah, that's uh, it's going to come down to the casting, and I really hope they have somebody um, good. And look, it doesn't have to be a, a white guy. It doesn't have to be a guy. Um, I mean, would I like to see it return to it being a male role model that doesn't kill? In this day and age, I would, but that's my own personal preference. Um, Would it be tough for a female to come along after what's happened with Jodie? And, you know, she'd certainly have better scripts um, this time round. But I think, you know, Jodie has has, has struggled as best she can to, you know, with the scripts that she's can and delivered some good performances you know, and tried her best, but, you know, she's been hamstrung. So, you know, maybe that goes away for a three or four year period. And they bring in, who knows? They bring back Romana. They bring back um, Lena you know, or something like you that. Know, with, you know, with the idea, now, now <clears throat> I'll hop in here real quick. The the idea of um, when Russell T. Davies kind of building out this bigger Who-verse, Who-niverse, whatever it's called, <clears throat> I think um, you can start to bring in some of those characters in their own series. I would love to see a Dalek series all on its own, right? A limited Dalek series about whatever's going on. Um, so I think there's, I think there are opportunities with 
with Davies that uh, because he 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 did it before. I think he's he's well capable of doing it again. Um, and then that that's going to afford him the capability to you know bring in some of these uh, older characters from the series history. Again, all depends what happens with this timeless child stuff, um, which left that stink on there. But uh, yeah, Madame Vastra. Oh God, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, anyways, I think we're optimistic of Davies uh, uh, Davis coming back. Uh, is it Davis or Davies? I can't remember. Um, Davies, but uh, Davies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's, it's hard not to. Davis, know. isn't it? Davis. Davies, Davis. He's a, no, it's, it's Davis. He's a well. We don't say Davies. I've yeah. only no. ever heard Davies. Is it really uh, Davis? Yeah, it's Davis. Russell T. Davis. Uh, Maybe I've only ever heard. Look, he's a Swansea boy. He's Welsh. Born and raised. Our he's only Welshman would know. Yes, yeah, Davis. Yeah. Trust me, mate. I will. I will agree with you. I, I it, must have only in America. I've heard the Davies thing. I, I read, yeah. really is. It's like Anthony and Anthony. In Britain, it's Anthony. I mean, it's very strange. You know, two countries separated by a common language. Um, but yeah, it's Russell T. Davis. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm optimistic. I think as much as I, as much as we all were just burned out on Moffat at the end, which we've talked about too, like, yeah, yeah. man, I would, what I wouldn't give to have had Moffat longer instead of Annie Chibs. Like, yeah. I think yeah. Moffat would have killed it with Jody. We would have had some yeah. stuff we weren't happy about, but like yeah. compared to this, It'll be nice. Maybe Moffat will come back and do a couple one-offs Maybe. with Davies. Their partnership, mm-hmm. like, you know, Midnight, yeah. Girl in the Fireplace, Blink, like, not Midnight, yeah. sorry, but Girl in the Fireplace and Blink, like, let's go. Let's, let's get the it. band back together. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I, in total agreement. I mean, look, Chibnall can even come back and write an episode, but he yeah. can't run it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's been no mention of this Timeless Child thing so far in the first episode, and long may that continue. So, <laughs> So here's here's the segue point. Up until now, Chibnall has been doing these one-off episodes all the way throughout. Uh, you know, for the, the these the first two years of his uh, his tenure. Now he actually gets to flush out a story with Flux. This season of Doctor Who is going to be six episodes long. Uh, it's titled Flux, which is I think that's the first time we've actually given it a full full name like that, at least in in, in modern Who. Um, uh, yeah, because the last one was the key to time, wasn't it? In Old Who. In Old Who, exactly. So this is Flux. It's going to be six episodes. Episode one just aired. Uh, I I liked the um, the idea of uh, the the back to back episodes that Moffat did with Capaldi. I thought those were actually those were actually kind of well done in, in some respects. So to see a full season of something, I think could be could be kind of interesting. Again, maybe this will give Chibs the opportunity to actually tell a full story. Um, but I don't know how well it played off in this first episode, the Halloween apocalypse. It was a flux and mess, darling. Flux. Swarmed. There was a lot of flux and content in that one episode, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. So uh, just a quick, a super quick recap of the first episode. Whole lot of characters. We don't know what the flux is, but uh, the the doctor's afraid of it. That's basically your because that that's all that kind of happens. <laughs> we don't know the the universe is being being eaten alive. That's it. That's we don't know anything else. And can we do every episode, Dolly. Can we do every recap for the rest of this five episode yes. season with just one sentence where you're just like, "There's a flux. Doctor doesn't know what it is, and she's scared." Let's yeah. go. 
Let's go. Boom. Oh my god, that was perfect. That was great. That's what it is. That's what this what this first episode is. I aliens don't talk about dog aliens. There's a flux. Nothing. Scared. All right. Cool. What the flux? No, I uh, I'm gonna <laughs> hop in with. I'm. <clears throat> I was not impressed with this first episode. Uh, from the standpoint of, um, who I I did like the variety of characters, but and where their stories were were could potentially go, but there was no setup to any of their stories, and there's no way that any of these characters feel like they belong to this overall flux story. You have a guy in like the 1800s. You have the uh, you know the lady who somehow knows the doctor. You have so and so. You you have the dog. Yeah, whatever. Chewbacca, you have future stuff. You have uh, Grey Worm from, uh, you know, Game of Thrones floating out there. None of these are linked together in any way. And there's barely even, it feels like there's barely even flux involved in these. And so I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are, because I wasn't, I don't think it was a good setup. I think, just really quick, now let Marcus go. I think that. Um, I agree that it was a very, they threw all the flux into this. And apparently we haven't even seen all that's coming. Like there's a lot. Yeah. Okay. I get the sense this is something that it's almost like they made TV to binge, but they're splitting it out by six weeks. Like, mm-hmm. I think that this is going to be more enjoyable. We're going to watch it every week to do this, but I get the sense yeah. that if we waited and watched it in chunks of three or four or even the whole thing, it's probably going to flow better. Because hmm. right now, this was a this was 13 episodes worth of setup in one shot. Yeah. And yeah. it was a lot. It was a lot. It was hard to follow. It was it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't surprise me at this point if every episode after this takes one of the things that they set up and then solves that while introducing something else and then solves that the next episode. And then by the end, it's all wrapped up. If Jibs can wrap it up. So I sure. think, I, actually, I mean, the next episode is a Sontaran-focused one. Mm-hmm. So we saw the Sontarans. And it's Which, by the, the way, it's oh called God, the I am Wall. so happy to see the Sontarans back. It is just, great. Uh, I'm so happy to see that they spent some money on multiple yeah, Sontaran masks. Yeah, exactly. They all don't look like the one friggin' Sontaran guy. I mean, just give them, I know they're a clone race, but at least give them a little bit of different. Uh, and they did the tongue thing. They did the tongue. It was great. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I will say one thing about Chibs. He's good at old monsters, man. Like, he is good yeah. at bringing old who monsters back. If only that Sontaran was Strax. No, if only it was Strax. Oh, yeah. I think, again, again, you know, Vastra, Strax, I mean, Jenny. that would be, a, Jenny, that would be, a, that would be a great couple of specials. You get those actors back, Victorian London, solving some, some crimes. That would be great. He seems uh, to um, be really intent on acting like the Moffat era didn't happen. So. Yeah. And hopefully the Chibnall era didn't happen. <laughs> I'd actually think the Chibnall era not happening. And then just, I mean, there are some part. There are so many parts of the Moffat era I'd love to see, obviously, back. I mean, Clara overstayed her welcome. We discussed this, mm-hmm. but yeah, there are there, there, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot more good in the uh, Moffat era than there has been in the Chibs era. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so uh, is it my turn? Yes, it is. It's free freestyle. So I kind of got it. I watched it. the show. I watched it twice, in fact. I watched mm. it in the morning uh, when it went live. 
uh, for the first time. It was, uh, you know, same as the UK. And then I watched it again when it aired six hours later um, on uh, AMC+. And I will say, Doctor Who in 4K, because we got a new 4K TV. Because oh, I was died. <laughs> I was I was died after eleven years, so it's like I was watching it through the through the the, the AMC app, and I was like, oh, it's, it's, gorgeous. it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. I mean, you can see that they've they've they put some money into the VFX for this season. Um, so yeah, I mean, it start obviously it starts off helter skelter, and it does seem like Chibnall is just going like this. I got oh, uh, World War Two, Bush. Oh, some guy watching the end of the universe over there, Bush. Um, you know, what, what can we have us have? The Sontarans. And somebody from the future. And somebody from the Doctor's future. And then some bird who gets touched by a weeping angel. And the the dog, yeah, the, the dog things. I mean, well-intentioned as they are, I love the idea of a race man's best friend of dogs. That actually want to come and protect yeah. us should I mean that's that was pretty great. cool actually. Yeah. I'm a dog person anyway. Um, unfortunately, every time I looked at that dog, I saw John Candy from Spaceballs. <laughs> yes, yes, I me too. Um, barf, <clears throat> barf. Um, yep. I mean, it was yeah. I mean, the, the VFX budget for that uh, kind of tricky. Um, but again, I mean, I could see the intent behind it. Um, I thought Dan, the new companion, got potential. Nice yeah. comes again, comes across as a nice guy. Um, you know, the whole I like his angle too, which he's just kind of, he loves his city and uh, he you know he plays the sort of the not uh, only does he love his city. Uh oh, there you go. Let's <laughs> go. He's already talking about the about footy. He loves, he loves his team because if you go in, you know, when, when they're yeah. when they're going to the house, you see the Liverpool jersey, you see the scarf, mm-hmm. you see a little poster, and it, literally the the house is on Anfield Road, which is the road leading into stadium, and you see Anfield in the back. Mm-hmm. And then um, I will say some of the best writing from Chibnall when the doctor's saying it's like, uh, oh yeah, I saw the uh, I've been to the Barcelona match three times, which is or eleven times, which is Barcelona nil, Liverpool four. From the European uh-huh. Cup a couple of years ago, eleven times. That's pretty funny. Yeah, um, and she was like, "I was a ball boy for Trent once, uh, Trent Alexander Arnold, who is uh-huh. our right back." Uh, so yeah, I mean, from that perspective, <laughs> that fan service got a big tick from me. Um, but yeah, I like the actor anyway. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of his uh, stand up, um, and I've seen some, you know, I've seen him on Graham Norton show and stuff like that. He's very funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife had some issues with his accent. Trying to yeah. understand him, kind of um, a little bit too. So between the Yorkshire and the uh, you know the, the Sheffield and the Liverpool accents, it's uh, makes you yearn for a Welsh accent, really, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just this guy. This I think guy. it's because of, well, yeah, because I've been watching a lot of binge stuff during the pandemic. Um, everything you know, almost everything was binged. I mean, you know, Loki, um, Mandalorian. Falcon and Winter Soldier, all these all these different shows. I can see as it's exactly as you said, Sean. It's the, it's the setup for six episodes that the, the next five episodes will be paying off one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. and then we've got to that last episode, and it, nothing will be tied up because <laughs> it's not tip, the it's way tip. it worked with Doctor Who. But I got to say, I mean, some of the writing abysmal. The chemistry between uh, Yaz and the Doctor. 
as in the, you know this team mm-hmm. who've been often doing stuff and uh, you know while they've been away off our screens. I kind of dug it. It li- I liked it. I mean, it's, really, it's hmm. well, I did. It it's it harkened back to again Rose and the Doctor, uh, or you know the stuff that is done off screen when they're not on air, where they've you know where they've been. Did, was that that opening with the, the handcuffs and the dangling and stuff? Mm-hmm. Didn't feel that great, but it's just, I mean, I'm not saying I love the episode or even, I'm not sure if I like the episode, but I got the episode. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I got what they were trying to do. And yeah. my only worry is that with the way they're doing this, and it, it, as, as Sean said, if we are into a, you know, we get to five episodes in and we watch the next, we watch all five back to back before watching that final episode, and then everything clicks into place. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. But it does mm-hmm. seem like a very wild and crazy, um, wild and crazy starting episode where everything, dare I say it, is, uh, is in flux. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, um, but interestingly, uh-huh. um, so. Apparently, a lot of people are not very happy with Doctor Who anyway. Yeah. Well, wait, hold on. You were going to mention. One thing I want to discuss first. So, um, you liked the interaction with Yaz and the Doctor. You thought that. I I just, I I thought the chemistry was that. I'm not like I said. Some of it felt a little forced, and some of it, some of the lines were cheesy to the extreme. But they did feel more like people who are comfortable with each other, who had each other's back, perhaps way more so than in the last two seasons, where it felt like almost four strangers um, who were just thrown together and there didn't seem mm-hmm. to be that chemistry. At least it was, there, was, there was a hint. I'm not saying it was at the same level as the Doctor and Donna or the same level as Rose and the Doctor or even Captain Jack and the Doctor. I mean, there wasn't that ease, you know, ease of it. But it, it did seem like a vast improvement over what we've been through the last two year two two seasons. I um I wanted that, but I didn't feel it. I I just I, like you said, it felt forced in a lot of scenes. It felt a little cheesy in a lot of scenes. Maybe my problem with it more is it feels like we're retreading the same ground a third season in. Where Yaz is supposed to like, there's I'm assume they're supposed to be best friends. They've been on many adventures, not before the group left, and and then after they left. But we're retreading the same old ground. It's like, well, what are you lying about? Nothing. Everything's fine. I know you're lying. No, I'm not. What's going on with you? Stop asking me. And it's like, guys, we've done this three seasons in a row. Like, you, we yeah. really can't explore new things in this relationship. Like, well, this yes. has been going on for longer than that. I mean, this has been going through, <laughs> going uh, on. It has, and, yeah. Uh, you know, the Doctor Lies has been a staple yeah, for such a long one, time. But this one is way more direct. It's That's not like... eight women. <laughs> God damn it. My face <laughs> is on this. Um... <laughs> He doesn't hate no, women. No, but he it's, doesn't it's hate not, women. He loves women. Not, he thinks every home should have one. What, like a fucking vacuum, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, so good to have us all back together. No, It's even more jarring when Dan came in because Dan, mm-hmm. Dan, Dan, yeah, because he, she lacks. 
I don't know if it's the direction. I don't know if it's the character, the act, whatever. She lacks charisma, and she's just not that likable. And oh god, in this current dynamic, it's just not like. And then he comes in, and he's just a breath of fresh air, like this whirlwind. This, like you were saying, this likable guy, this down to earth dude, and he's funny, and he's got tons of charisma. And it's just so jarring. And then she's there in the middle and the doctor's kind of doing that whole, like, I'm clearly in distress, but everything's fine, except I'm a terrible liar for some reason now. And I don't know. I just, I, I really hoped by getting the TARDIS crew shrunk down to just the two of them hmm. and then bringing on this third guy. Um, I don't know. I guess I just hoped for a better dynamic. And so far I'm not feeling it with yes. And I, 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 and I was also really disappointed that she was the one that stuck around because I always thought she was the weakest link of all the new characters. I always thought she was sort of I the think we all agreed there. and the worst written. Like, oh, I'm a police officer, except I'm not. And I'm never going to talk about that again. And my whole character arc is basically just following the doctor around and asking if she's okay and telling everybody we're buds. So I don't know. I, 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 just I did like how yes. the doctor trusted her to go off and uh, free Dan from his uh, thing, and you can see where there was some training. There was trust there, and that sure. hinted that, that hinted on it. Um, that you know that intro sequence again, where it was like, "Oh, do you remember the the the, the training thing we did X, Y, and Z?" Okay, mm-hmm. that hints at something else. I mean, the execution of that that intro sequence is not good. A little, but rough, the whole yeah. she comes in, assesses the situation, looks at Dan's cage, and looks at it and says, "I can see at least six booby traps right now, so bear with me." Boom, boom, boom. Um, and she's very competent, and that's where she perhaps gets her chance to shine. And shine, and she had a couple of those, I think, in previous episodes, but never anything outstanding. And I'm hoping that she gets a chance to shine. She gets a couple of those, you know, more of those moments as we as we carry on, uh, you know, through the season where she only has to, she's only got Dan with her and the Doctor, and it's not two other people. And there's a little spikiness there. Um, I, if it, she also is, it's as if she feels kind of jealous of him. I'm wondering if that's going to be mm. the big play this season. Um, but yeah, I've got nothing against the actress. I think oh, that, again, not. she's been she's been hamstrung by some shitty writing. Oh yeah. So I think she's trying her best. But um, yeah, John Bishop as Dan is somebody. You know, you you look up some of his stuff. He's very easygoing. He's very charismatic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's basically like John it, Bishop yeah. playing. He's playing John Bishop. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's playing himself, but they renamed him Dan. So, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, uh, it, it's one of it's it's uh, it's almost you know it's kind of like Catherine Tate when they brought Catherine Tate in, and it's funny when they bring somebody who is viewed more as a comedian, they tend to do really well. Because they have this natural likability. True, you're right. Yeah. Nar- yeah. The other thing, I mean, Graham last time out. I mean, he yeah. Bradley Bradley what's his face, uh, Bradley Walsh. I mean, he was a t- TV presenter, yep. comedian, mm-hmm. um, and again, he had this ease in front of the camera. And it wasn't a, it wasn't him. Like I said, playing a character that was a mile, million miles away from himself. And I think that's comforting to people, and it does work because. You know, these people are so used to just being friendly on TV and being on chat shows and having their own primetime shows and specials and stand-up shows. And I think it's tough for um, Mandip Gill, who mm-hmm. she's been doing this for four years now and not she's didn't do anything major before. Will she do something after this? Has she had a chance to go off and do anything else? That's the, that's the tough thing. I mean, you know, she's been thrown into the deep end by 
uh, a writer who is not that freaking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a good summary of my my um, my issues with it. It just didn't click for me yet with them. I like that they gave them you know their lore there if anybody ever wants to explore it and you know uh, audiobooks or written books or whatever. There's their bond is obviously there. I just think that the writing around it is weak, and I I think that it's repetitive now for the last couple of times we've seen them and. I don't know. I just wish it was stronger all around, but maybe sure. it will be. Maybe the next four or five episodes will be redemption for, for her character and it'll give us reasons to care about her more than we have. So Yeah. Sorry, Marcus, you were going to transition. Okay, so I was going to share that uh, the viewing numbers, um, mm-hmm. I mean, basically, if uh, you know, if Chibnall wasn't already on his way out, by the, you know, when the viewing numbers for the, for the premiere, the season premiere, uh, dropped, uh, he would be, he'd be on his way out like, uh, mm. like a failing sports team manager. Um, so let's let's uh, let's recap. When Jody debuted, season eleven, eight point two million viewers. This is the UK. Mm-hmm. This is the UK. This is all uh, you know. Um, first views, uh, and I think they adjusted for twenty four hours afterwards for i i play i player which is the BBC service um, you can get in the UK. Season 12, 4.88 million, which was almost a 50% drop. This time around, 4.43, the lowest wow. the lowest season premiere numbers since who came back. Um, probably still higher than perhaps some of the episodes at the end of the Sylvester McCoy era, but um, for a f- flagship show like Doctor Who, that is quite expensive to produce. Um, that would also, I, I think, you know, the writing's been on the wall, which is, you know, with regards to Chib- Chibnall mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the response. And that's why they've, they've signed this deal with Bad Wolf. Um, I mean, it's like I said before, it's so tough on Jodie Whittaker. My wife still can't stand her. It's the accent <laughs> more than anything. The, the Sheffield accent is kind of tough. Um, but yeah, I think she's, you know, she's struggling, uh, you know, as best she can. I was going to say manfully, but I realized that's probably not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's, you know, she's doing the best she can and she's a damn fine actress. Um, but it's the writings. I think the writing's been on the wall and I think Chibnall would have been pushed out long. He probably, yeah, he was probably given the chance to, to go finish up the season, mm-hmm. go, Rather than uh, you know, rather than being pushed, because sure. um, at one point it was just Jody who was going. Remember, Chibnall was going to stay around. Right, and yeah, that was the original talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. I'm not terrified this because his his casting. So, yeah, I mean, I look. I will say that while Flux was a lot of shit going on, there have been. 20 episodes? No, that's 18 episodes from Chris Chibnall. Way worse than Flux. Yeah. Yeah, I will, there you go. I will say, even with an all that kitchen sink and no idea where it's going or hard to follow, it is still probably one of the best ones that he's got. It it's, I mean, you know, if you just take yourself low out bar. of it and just... It's, it's, for it's the, a, a for the first time in low a bar. long time, with especially with Chibnall, I am actually interested in watching the next episode because there were enough mm-hmm. the, the great cliffhanger at the end 
Um, a lot of little loose threads, which you know, I don't know where they're going, but that's kind of cool in a way. And so, yeah, it's the first time in a long time that I'm actively excited and looking forward to watching the next episode because I want to know where the story goes. And it was still a better that's season a, a premiere than uh, Skyfall. Spyfall. Spyfall. Yeah, yeah it was. Atrocious. I thought we liked parts of Spyfall. I don't, maybe mm-hmm. I just like. I think there were maybe, maybe there were parts that we liked, but not. That season um, started low and went just yeah. lower and lower. I mean, I think the last episode I really enjoyed was um, the Rosa Parks episode. And that was mm-hmm. what, episode three of, of, of Jiggles with Reason? Didn't we. We're all becoming pudding brains with age. But didn't we like the one with the Renegade Doctor before we found out later that it was the timeless child crazy bullshit? Like, didn't we enjoy that? We're like, wow, okay, we're intrigued. Flair's just gonna go. It, it was, I think, yeah. And then we everything intrigued. that came after it went, yeah, yeah. We were we were intrigued, but I mean, everything. Just, it's like I said, everything just went tits up after that. Yeah. I mean, it's. Um, I mean, as I've said, I said to you in uh, in messages via you know IM and DM, mm-hmm. um, this is the you know the first time that I have not rewatched a season of Doctor Who or two mm-hmm. seasons of Doctor mm-hmm. Who Same. after they first aired. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean the um, in the build up to the uh, season premiere, uh, BBC America does its usual thing of every friggin' Doctor Who, the Doctor mm-hmm. Who takeover starts. You know, it, first the first time around, it started forty eight hours before, and it had all you know, uh, and then they had the build up to um, to Matt Smith or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Now they've got so many episodes; they're starting like a, almost a week before, and that's great. But uh, and I saw some great episodes, mm-hmm. but then as soon as the the, um, the Chibnall episodes came on, I could just feel my soul being sucked out of me, <laughs> like a yeah. Dementor on Harry Potter. <laughs> No, it's, it's the same for me. Well, let um, I'll I'll leave you guys with one question here uh, before we wrap up. Um, the swarm, the character that uh, yeah, we should probably talk up, about the overarching who, big bad, right? Yeah, the, that's basically it. who is the swarm because they make it a point to say I'm a person from your I'm a, I'm somebody from your past. So I know what the swarm but, is. It's, uh, the swarm is basically Galactus from Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer. I'd love it. I'd love it. <laughs> it's basically that that they they basically went said hey Sony uh, hey um, Fox I know you know you don't have this franchise anymore do you have any of that VFX left over it looks nice and shitty Can we steal? <laughs> oh no that's the bad movie version oh that's God. the bad movie <laughs> no that's Sean, the bad one Sean who do you think I... the swarm is or what do you think the swarm is swarm I say not the swarm swarm. I think it's, I, I don't know exactly, but I think it's going to be Chibi's attempt to um, get vindication for his bullshit timeless child thing that I'm on. Yeah, I think I do also think anything, it's sort of more than anything in my entire, yeah. more than all the bad Davy stuff, more than the weird episode with the fat guy, more than the, like, it is the worst thing. And it drives me so crazy. And I, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. And I'm pretty sure this guy and his sister, are from whatever pre, you know, Hartnell who, because they've danced across the universe and they've had countless battles and they did such a good job wiping me out of your memory entirely. But I remember everything about you and it's just like, Oh Christ. Oh. And I think there was a hint of the division or something too, which I didn't even remember until I looked it up. 
which apparently the renegade doctor that we met is was a part of in last season oh okay it's coming back he's gonna do some timeless child bullshit and i'm just i liked the design i thought it was menacing Mm -hmm. i thought it was cool and they started talking and in any other who in any other who that conversation would have been fucking brilliant and it would have been compelling and it would have intrigued <laughs> us and we would have been like how could there be something she doesn't remember what's going on is it from like any time from four to nine what is this mm-hmm. but now it's just like oh right he ripped a hole in continuity the size of the universe and he could pluck a doctor from any time and anywhere and throw them in and it doesn't matter so now I'm just like, whatever. I just hope the ride to get there is cool because this is going to be some timeless child crap. And I hate it. <laughs> I think, I'm sorry. I'm I think, so negative. I'm so negative, but I hate it. I hate it. I think the swarm is probably going to be the equivalent of the 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 aggressive chicken in Family Guy that turns up it's and fights Peter that, Griffin. I like that um, idea. They just roll across the screen yeah, fighting yeah. The, the whole time. Um, I will say that um, the... After watching the character and his sister, mm-hmm. I was struck that they looked like, you know those uh, 1960s uh, Christmas tree ornaments, the baubles with the glitter mm-hmm. on and the mm-hmm. shiny, shiny? Yep. That's what they look like to me. Oh, so I'm just wondering if some sort of schism opened up in the TARDIS, two of the Doctor's Christmas tree baubles from the Hartnell era Mm-hmm. fell into it, mm-hmm. became sentient, evolved, and were really pissed that they were left behind or something, or they weren't polished, and that's what we're going to have. Either mm-hmm. that, or it's the timeless child's great-granddad. <laughs> <laughs> There's well, I, all just, I like that plot a lot better. Yep. The rogue yep. renegade like uh, pissed for revenge Christmas ornaments. Oh, man. Uh, well, no, yeah, I'm, I, I just, am hopeful I'm hopeful that it's, uh, it somehow resets the timeless child and works its way out of the uses these six episodes to just wipe out the timeless child and yeah, we'll see. I just want to get to the end of the specials and as the regeneration start, uh, you know, thing starts, somebody walks up to the TARDIS, presses control, alt delete. Oh gosh, that'd be great. Reboot system. Yes, no. Yes. You know, know, that's another, that's something that I have been, kind of roughly messaging with some friends here and there was um how do you roughly message roughly i like that roughly how do you not, roughly message i'm I mean, not I'm saying just, yes. you said you were roughly messaging with them how do you do that will, it's like you know uh, message me back or i'm going to throw sandpaper at you what is roughly I'm, messaging? I'm, I'm very horrible at, at messaging no uh uh do you think it could be how do you feel about uh, a complete reboot of Doctor Who. Like if they said, you know what? We're just going to start from the beginning. Boop. Everything before this is wiped out. Here is the first Doctor, whoever it is. Oh, kind of like a... Just Sorry, to yeah. cut bait and say, let's like start James over... Com- like Kind of like James Bond. Let's just start over completely and we'll put the 13 uh, regenerations in there. We'll focus on that as a storyline. Do you think that could ever be a possibility for who? Because it gets getting convoluted, getting very convoluted. It, well, yeah, anything, I think anything running that long is going to get uh, yeah. totally convoluted. Yeah. You're not wrong. 60 years almost, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to say no, because okay. one of the beauties, as with Bond, they do, you know, if, if it's done properly, and if you look at the last couple of Bond films in particular, they had touched on the history. If you, I don't know anybody has seen yeah, No Time to Die yeah. yet. It's great. Uh, and how that touches on Her Majesty's Secret Service. 
Um, and so it can be done properly. And, you know, Russell T. Davis managed it when he brought back Cybermen's, uh, Sontarans, Daleks, that sort of thing, and talked about the previous regenerations. And, you know, he did that. And then Moffat even did it to a certain degree. I mean, Moffat still, you know, he brought out the ultimate in fan service on Day of the Doctor when Tom Baker turns up. Yeah. I mean, that is, the, you know, it's they're capable of doing it. The problem is this time is that we've had the, te the, with, with the, with the Timeless Child was written by what I like to think of as the petulant child, the mm. fanboy who's gone in with, well, I like this, and I'm going to push this out here, but I don't like that, so I'm going to hit this. And, oh, I've got this agenda to push, so I'm going to go boom, 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 and this was wrong, and this was wrong, and that was right, and this was – and I'm, I'm, they just create this monstrous mess. Sure. So I don't think they're going to retcon. I think we might never hear about the Timeless Child okay. ever again, much I like we never heard about Romana. We never heard about um, – uh, you know, the, the, a lot of the pre the, the the previous. You know, we saw we just saw Sarah Jane. Um, well, I'm totally spacing here on the female en uh, enemy of the Doctor, who's a time time lord or a time lady. Uh, oh, um, you know who I'm talking about. Yes, fans always think that the next yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, everybody's everybody's going to Google now like crazy. Yeah, so so everybody, yeah, everybody will uh, will will, will uh, tell us. But um, I mean, I have an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Um, I have an excuse too. I just came from surgery, so exactly. Sean, it's on you. I'm on yeah, it. Come on. The Sorry, Ronnie? the Ronnie. There you go, the Ronnie. There you go. And this is this is why I've said for the longest time the Ronnie needs her, you know, her own series. Mm -hmm. Let's roll back the master to Missy. So she really grew on me. So um, then, then maybe instead of a full reboot, maybe this but, is where the other series can come in. But, but, but counterpoint, really quick. We are now in this sort of cultural acceptance, and Marvel is about to blow it wide open of yeah. multiverses, right? Yep. Yep. And it is becoming an everyday part of the lexicon. It's not just a nerd thing anymore and a super geek culture thing. It's an intriguing thought that I think even a couple of years ago I wouldn't have liked, but if they're going to do it, they could do it now. And yeah. they would just have to go plunk, whole different universe, whole different doctor, start fresh. It's not that difficult to comprehend mm -hmm. given the metaverse and the multiverse and all this stuff that we're seeing across all these different shows. I don't think they have to. I like the idea of keeping the continuity isn't just wiping out this nonsense, timeless child stuff. But I don't hate it as much as I probably would have a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. I could totally see it. I could see a fresh start. Mm -hmm. It's not that hard to imagine and just say that it's a different universe. Right. And then, I who knows, your big crossover stuff, you can still do anniversary things. And yeah. then suddenly your yeah. big crossover stuff <clears throat> is pulling the universe doctor in and, and the doctors meet and it's the whole thing. So, yeah. 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 I think the, pro the, problem, yeah. The, uh, the problem I have is that there's so many good things about the previous 60 years. Oh, yeah. That you throw those out. I wouldn't want to throw out the Rosa Parks episode. I wouldn't want to throw out a couple of the other, you know, the, the sure. a couple of the other episodes. I mean, uh, there's probably a, there's a there is a bunch of episodes before Chibnall. I mean, the um, the Capaldi season era had some really good episodes. Every single one has all the way back to the very beginning, mm -hmm. and to throw all those out, 
I think the problem with the, the Doctor, and this may be the way that they're going to go now, that the next season may be more special, special-oriented, where it's a 60 or 90-minute 90, 90 special, mm-hmm. as opposed to a whole season of 60 every time. Because um, they can get a bigger star, they can get a better, you know, a bigger actor or whatever to 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 be the, you know, to be the doctor. Because if they commit to a fall and a, you know a spring and a Christmas, that you know that might be eminently doable, and that might be a way to set to tell more focused stories mm-hmm. that um, you know aren't constrained by a fifty-five minute time uh, you know, uh, runtime. Um, and you know we can actually get bigger, better stories. You know, we, yes, they could overarch every year. Um, they they could tie in. I mean, you know, they've tried it before with Bad Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been you know um, the uh, the end of time with the drums. Duh, 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 you know, the, mm-hmm. the end of the tenant era. So that they've they've done it before. Um, ironically, Russell T. Davis has, has done it more than a few times. Um, so I think they're capable of doing it. I, I I'm against a full on retcon. I'm against a full-on... I, I just, like I said, I just... I'd rather, rather sort of like, you know, let's cherry-pick the best and then let's, you know, let's talk about, you know, you know like that, that, that cousin mm-hmm. that everybody has who smells kind of funny and picks their nose at Thanksgiving? Let's just push them off to the side, acknowledge so, that they're still around, send them a Christmas card, but not involved in you know in the data. So, so or let's say uh, he was adopted and it was never in the bloodline and it never happened. There you go. There you go. Yeah. No, well, you could. Uh, yeah, that, that's right. No, you could also do something like what uh, the new the new uh, Spider-Man movie is doing, which is uh, No Way Home. Which it looks like they are going to be bouncing across multiverses. But you could have a Doctor Strange-like character that says, "Okay, Doctor." Which of your realities do you want to keep? What memories do you want to keep? And what do you want to wipe away? And you could mm. have a character that's so powerful to come in and say, okay, I am scalping away these things that weren't good. Timeless child, uh, midnight, the, the moon being an egg. All that stuff doesn't exist. Robot of Sherwood. Only these things are good and these exist. And you could do You could have a character that's all powerful that does that. And then you continue the... So it's sort of a soft... Reboot, but not necessarily yeah. a reboot. I, I, to be clear, I'm with Marcus. I would much rather this continue and then they just wipe away this timeless stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just like, a, and like it's bug, who's better like than of... doing that than Russell T. Davis? Then Russell T. Davis. I mean, sure. We have the Doctor's sure, daughter, yeah. and then we never saw her again. Honestly, I mean, she went I off and married have... David Tennant and had six <laughs> kids with him, but we've yeah. never seen her again. So I mean, Russell T. Davis is probably like, all right, this timeless t- child thing. All right, yep, that's done. Um, this whole, you know, uh, Yaz, okay, yeah, you, you're gone. We're not bringing you back ever again. Every single bad guy who's been in these three years, no, we're not going to explore that. It's like, oh, you you did this in the universe and reshaped it. No, you, you're off. We're not following that one. Because that's what RTD does. Yep. Bring yep. the Time Lords back. I would love to see him explore the time. I mean, we should have a whole episode dedicated to what we'd like kids to see him do. But yeah. Um, he never I got think- to do it, did he? He never got to do it. And now Chibnall's gone and friggin' destroyed them again. I mean, remember when uh, Moffat set it all up that we were going to see the Time Lords and they were out there after Day of the Doctor and he was the Doctor was going to go find them. And we didn't see them again until the Doctor burst his way out of that, um, you know, uh, that big, thick 
uh, gla- you know, glass thing mm-hmm. that he punched a billion times. Right. And then he told them all, like, you know, up your bum, I'm out. And then the next thing we know, they're all destroyed. Moffat, he acknowledged that him and Davies had created this sort of, they had told the stories they were going to tell with the time warp, right? And the, the, the PTSD doctor and the grief doctor and all that stuff. So he reset the sandbox and he said, okay, here you go, chips. Like, do whatever you want. They're back in play. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a reset field. Go explore this if you want to. You don't have to do anything with them. Here you go. It's the last 10 years. Me and Mosty David go back. Yep. And Chip's like, cool. I love RTD. Moffat, your stuff sucks. I'm never going to acknowledge it. And I'm going to instantly undo everything you just did. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to find the sandcastle and kick it over. Yes. There you go. Oh, Missy, Missy Master? Never happened. Capaldi? Never happened. Like, it's, and it's just like, oh, my God. But anyway. Yes. But anyway. I think, um, I think... <clears throat> I don't know. I've I've found more and more television now is at its best when it's doing the serialized storytelling where yes, it's going episode to episode to episode telling one story over five or ten or, or twelve episodes in a season. And I've really been intrigued by the idea of Doctor Who doing it in a modern way because like Marcus and you were saying, we haven't really seen this since yeah. the old days and the 13 or the 20 or what was it, 26 episode season, right? Like, yeah. So I was always curious if, you know, how Moffat would do it. He experimented with like the one, two, and then the one, two, and then the one, two. And then, oh, there was this big thing the whole time. You didn't know it until the last two. I hope that this brings out the version of Chibnall that people liked on, what was it, Broadchurch and some other Broad stuff. Church, like, yeah. like this guy has the goods in there somewhere. He just hasn't done anything with them on Doctor Who. Yeah. So maybe a contained six-episode season telling the same story throughout. <sighs> It would be great if this was solid, and it was a chance for him to go. This is why they gave you the job in the first place. So, I agree. Well, we got uh, five more episodes of this season to find out, and then <clears throat> three specials going forward before we get our regeneration. We will be here after every single one of these episodes to guide you through this uh, the murky flux. What the flux? I don't know. What we'll the figure murky out. flux? The murky, the murky flux. flux. Out of. Uh, we should call that this episode should be uh, episode one, the murky flux, and then I like we, the we should have flux. that. We should somehow flux it up. Yeah, flux and then up. by the time by the time we get to the end of the season and we hate it, it'll be the acid reflux. Oh, beautiful! See, there flux me, flux you. Yeah. yeah. Oh goodness. Um, how, no flux how left the, to give. No, oh, no flux left no to flux. give. <laughs> Well, you know what? There we go. I was gonna say how we should rate this episode, but I think you guys just did it by giving uh, giving all these flux related, uh, uh, you know. This is um, we have had a lot of we've had a lot of times where we've said not just in Chibi, but like we've said, oh, we're gonna have to see how it plays out. Like, let's see, Moffat has yeah. just queued up stuff. Let's see how it plays out. This is probably the epitome of let's see how it plays out. Like, Let, yeah, I don't, I, agree. I don't know that I can. Yeah. I don't know that I we should give this one episode a rating because it is so obviously queuing up five more hours of television. And that's yeah. if they stop yeah. it here, like Marcus was saying. Maybe they bring it into New Year's. Maybe they bring it into mm-hmm. Easter. Maybe mm-hmm. her specials are t- – I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm – it was messy but fun and solid. Mm-hmm. So cautious optimism from me, but I don't think I'm going to rate it. I'm going to okay. give it a what the flux. What the flux. What the flux. There you go. I am uh, waiting for uh, Doc Brown and Marty McFly to turn up in the flux capacitor. <laughs> Beautiful. And the DeLorean was chased the TARDIS through time and space. 
with Einstein the dog. Um, I'm just, no, I don't think we should write. I think we should actually, if they want to treat, if they want to treat it as a six-episode arc, uh, we should probably do that. Um, like uh, you know, we should give like them idea. that level of respect and say we will rate you at the end. But if you uh, mess up, oh boy, you are totally fluxed. So it, it, we're either going to have totally fluxed or a royal flux. And we'll find that yeah. out in about five more weeks well, here. Unfluxing believable. Gentlemen, thank you again so much. It's so great to chat with you guys, my, my, my brothers. I'm, I'm hugging you guys. Look at this. This is a hug somehow. There, uh, there we go. I'm learning. I'm learning with these cameras. I'm learning with these cameras. Uh, you can find me at Dolly Domofsky. You can find Sean at Sean yeah, on that wonderful, totally happy, never bad website. Never bad Twitter, place. Twitter.com at Schlumberg, S-H-A-U-N-R-T-Y. Marcus, where may, where, may, where may we find you? Uh, on Twitter at Atanoid Gamer, and you can also find um, the uh, streaming show that I've been doing on YouTube and Twitter uh, and uh, Twitch since the start of the year. Um, it's on uh, Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash beer. And uh, on YouTube, it's uh, youtube.com slash Marcus Beer. And there's probably about um, 40 or so episodes already up of just me uh-huh. ranting, do, going live every week and just talking and about stuff and shit. Love um, it. Stuff and yeah. shit. That's good stuff. That's what I do. You can find us at Lonely Tardis on YouTube, on, uh, YouTube, on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. We're all over the place. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode of As The Lord.